Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Well, desk, we're live in three and two in one live on facebook right good um oh my my um muffler is in is in shot my muffler's in shot right then what have we got i'll tell you what we got if you've got any questions fire away if you haven't got any questions sit back and relax because i've got some of my own here danny c x is here good right then again i'm not actually going to say is the audio working and stuff like that i'm not going to say that you know you know that you would post it if it wasn't right so we're just going to assume it's all working can we make that assumption i'm making that assumption because i'm a pro okay why is my scar not suitable for excision photo right then so and i can show you the scar here is the scar so uh I can show you both Facebook and um, Instagram, the scar. So this is a scar on an eyebrow or, or crossing an eyebrow. And um, it's the, the problem with scar revision. And I think a lot of people think that plastic surgeons can get rid of scars. But sadly, we can't. And no one can. So the first thing for any scar is to get it as good as it's going to get before considering revision. Now, this one looks a little bit red. Um, so I don't really know the. I've got another scar in a minute. I don't really know the history of either of them. I don't know how they were caused. I don't know um, how old they are, but it looks a little bit red. So I'm guessing it might not be that old. You really want it to be at least a year old. Uh, the, the longer the better really because you want it to fade as much as possible because scars are red to start off with and then they fade over time and so this one doesn't look like it's fully faded number one so you want to get it as good as it's going to get first um sometimes people talk about laser to help scars fade i think people talk about it a lot more than it's actually required i think many uh, slash most scars will get better on their own but um if this one is, for instance, over a year old, then laser might be an option to try and make it less red. If So no one can get rid of scars. So, you know, plastic surgeon or whatever, if anyone says they can get rid of a scar, it's, uh, it's not true. And any time we do surgery, we leave scars. So if we're gonna, if, if you come to me for help with your scar, I will leave you a scar because most of the things that I do are surgical. I do, you know, we do non-surgical things in terms of um, treatment for keloid or hypertrophic scars, which are lumpy red scars where you can do steroid injections and silicone gels and pressure um, uh, pressure dressings and pressure clips and things. But uh, this isn't a hypertrophic scar. It is red, but it's not raised and lumpy. So it's not... Um, so most of what I do for scars is surgical. So that means creating another scar. So I've got to think what I can, can I make this scar better with a different scar? Can I do a scar that's going to be better than this scar? 
and i've got to be honest with you it's tough it's tough the the thing i would say to the person and i know sometimes people think oh you know obvious we say you know, what's the problem with the scar what do you, don't you like about it and i know sometimes people think what i don't like this fact there's a scar there i don't want a scar to be that well, well that's can't do anything about that you know that that's that's a no-go if you just say oh, well i don't like the fact there's a scar there then you know we really can't help if there's specific things about the scar there may be some things we can do to help so um i've got to be honest this one i'm not seeing anything that's really jumping out at me is going to something we could do to help um you know there's no defect in the eyebrow which is good so the scar is obviously crossing the eyebrow but the eyebrow hair is covering that um it's a little bit stretched possibly in the bit above the eyebrow maybe a little bit of a contour deformity a little bit dented in you know could we sort of size that and make it not so dented in marginal i mean they'd always see the thing is there'd always be a scar there so marginal this bit below the eyebrow again quite red a little bit stretched but you know it looks quite active still um so as a surgeon i've got to think if i actually do something surgical for that what can i do to make it better so you know you can cut it out and stitch it up but then you're just going to you you know my scar instead of that scar um might be a bit straighter but aside from that you know it's not sitting in a very good line that when we make scars on the face we hide them in natural lines and wrinkles and um, uh, lines of relaxed skin tension and they are going that way um, so you know when you get a line if you see you know, I've got lines there um, this scar is going the, the, the opposite way so um, that's not great but you know what can we do it's presumably a traumatic scar I'm assuming it's a traumatic scar um so you know if it's not a surgically made scar you can't you can't uh, um decide the orientation of the scar you've got to just go with where it is so this actually is not a great one for uh, for revision so it's uh, uh, sadly i don't think there's much we could do slash anything we could do to make it better unless there was a specific issue or a specific problem um like for instance maybe if it is a bit dented in above the eyebrow maybe but we'd have to be very clear on the objectives and, and what we could achieve uh, if we were going to take that on for a surgical revision i would say probably non-surgical means in terms of massaging moisturizing people talk about um uh those needle roller things derma roller is it and things not non-surgical people talk about all sorts they do to try and increase the blood flow of scars i don't know if they do anything um but my number one is time so if that's not a year old wait a year uh, if it is a year old lasers the other thing maybe because it's a bit red uh, not quite sure how i get rid of this photo now on instagram but anyway we'll we'll not worry about that because i've got another one um um anyone know how you get rid of the photo who stop choose a different asset sounds like something out of the born identity right um khan i have a scar like this it's very old now but originally plenty of massage and always using sunblock and i and only i can notice it now there you go so yeah i mean that that's the thing they usually do fade on their own to be honest with you olivia evening olivia nice to see you uh uh aujourd'hui uh rosie how low does your bmi need to be for second part of the question tummy tuck third part of the question from olivia hashtag ask jj that's how you do it guys three comments there to get it out there um rosie the simple answer to that question is 30 
is this is the short answer to that question. But uh, actually, it it depends on how um, it, it's got to be where you are comfortable and sustainable. So if you have a BMI of 28, for instance, and you're not comfortable and you want to lose weight, I say to you, well, just carry it. Don't have a tummy tuck. You're not ready. Lose the weight first. Because if you lose weight afterwards, you might have some redundant skin on your tummy that we could have made tighter. And also the lower your rate, the less your risk of complications. Similarly, there are people who have BMI above 30 who will still operate. Usually people have had massive weight loss. So if your BMI used to be 45 and now it's 33 or 32 or something, you know, that's that's a huge, huge weight loss. Um, and so, you know, then you could consider it. So Rosie, you're saying you want to get it to 35. So 35 is pretty high, Rosie. So I would say to you, 40 at the moment. Yeah, 40, I would say, is too high. So 40 is a definite. I've got to be honest, 35 is pretty high. Um, and the reason I say it is because you're going to have an increased risk of complications. And, you know, it is hard to contour things uh, at the higher BMI level. So, it, you know, but, you know, I understand dropping from 40 to 35 is, is a huge amount of weight loss for you. So that's a tricky one, Rosie. It's a tricky one. So what I would say is get to where you're comfortable and sustainable and then, you know, we can talk. But um, I would be honest with you that 35 is still pretty high. Um, and, and you've got a higher risk of complications. And, and personally, it is also difficult to contour when you've got a still quite a significant amount of subcutaneous fat and you also when you've got a higher bmi may well have intra-abdominal fat so fat sort of around your stomach and around your bowels and things so you can also get quite a sort of rounded look still even though you've had a tummy tuck when you get rid of the abdominal apron you get rid of the excess skin no question about it but the actual contour of the tummy is often a bit more rounded than we would like um, because of t t uh, fat with the, that we can't actually get to which is uh, inside your abdomen so that is um you know it is difficult to get a nicer result but if you're troubled by the skin the overhanging skin that will definitely be removed and you might be happy with that as long as you accept that the contour may not be as good as you know you might see photos of people have tummy tucks and things and they oh, i want to have a tummy tuck you know a contour like that but um if you have got a higher bmi you you may not have quite as as good a, a result basically um but see what see where you can go i was 21 stone to to start with um yeah well you know i can understand it uh rosie and and you know it can be very uncomfortable carrying that extra skin around when you have lost weight so well done on the weight loss but what we'll do is we'll have a talk to you about it and do what's right for you and because we want to get you a good result because it's expensive operation so if it doesn't look you know how you expect it to look you're not going to be happy so that's something to be aware of if you have got a higher bmi uh okay hi macy wood now is that what they call tagging someone have you tagged someone does that mean macy wood will now get a notification in her facebook to say listen to this guy on facebook is that what is that is that what happens when people put names in i'm never quite sure what that is all about putting a name in i understand i i i, I guess that's what it is but my private journey's in the house. Good to see you. Um, Liz has used the appropriate hashtag. So uh, well done, Liz. 
hashtag AskJJ. There are lots of products on the market. What creams products do you recommend to use on tummy tuck scars post-op? Um, when could I start using them? I should market one, shouldn't I, Liz? I really should. We do sell stuff, Liz. Um, what's it called now? Um, can't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, sort of like an aqueous cream. Uh, Vicky thinks it's really good. Basically, uh, I should know what it's called. Basically, I've got to be honest with you, Liz. For most people, it doesn't matter what you use. And for me, well, two things. First of all, time. It doesn't matter what you do. Even if you do nothing, scars settle with time. I think massage moisturize can help them to settle. So moisturizing and massage can help them to settle. Um, but actually what you use to moisturize or massage, it doesn't matter that much, to be quite frank, just between you and me. Um, uh, it'll come to me what that, that, that the stuff is on our website, the stuff we've got at the clinic. But it, it doesn't matter. If you've got a moisturizer that you normally use on your hands or a body lotion or something, I would go with that. For, more, for me, it's more than moisturize. As to when you can start, I normally say to start around six weeks post-op. You want everything to knit together because what you want to start doing is actually not just putting the cream on. You're actually massage. You're actually giving it a bit of pressure. Um, so, so you know, I normally say six weeks to let everything knit together. Obviously, it's variable. If you've got any wound healing problems or anything like that, obviously delay it. If everything heals well, you might do a start sooner. But um, but basically, massage massage the um, the area with um, with whatever you, whatever you think is good. Uh, Nivea. E45, aqueous cream, aloe vera. There's all sorts, basically. Um, and, you know, there's, I don't think any is better than the other um, the stuff we've got. It's just some kind of aqueous cream, um, just like all the others. So if you've got something that you normally use, I would use that. But giving it a bit of pressure can help, particularly around the belly button, if it's a full tummy tuck, um, giving it a bit of pressure to help that, to stop it from constricting because that's one of the risks of um, the scar around the belly button because it's, it's a circle um so yeah good question this that's assuming you haven't got a problematic scar as i said earlier hypertrophic or or uh process or keloid scar which are lumpy red raised scars in which case you might want to use silicone um, dressings or silicone gel and maybe things like steroid but uh, most people don't have those sorts of scars most people just have normal red scars which take time to settle and fade Olivia's got a question. I still have a considerable amount of swelling after my tummy tuck five months ago. It is above the scar line and almost looks like a new spare tire. Should I be concerned? Uh, five months, quite a long time, Olivia. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be concerned. I, I, I Probably concerns the wrong word, Olivia, at five months post-op. But, um, you know, I think it's probably worth mentioning to your surgeon um, and seeing what they say because you've got to think, what is it? Is it swelling? Is it edema? Is it seroma? Uh, is it free fluid, in which case that could be drained with a needle? Um, is it hematoma? Is it blood? Um, you know, is it fat if there's not, not, not done enough? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be concerned, Olivia, but I would say five months is a good, good length of time. So you hope things were starting to sell by now. So if you are if you are asking the question, should I be concerned? That suggests to me that you are a bit concerned. So just talk to your surgeon, see what they say, and yeah. So I think five months spare tire is you know something worth having a look at. I would suggest. 
Kelly, yes, sorry, I'm just sharing someone interested in a procedure. Kelly, don't be sorry. I mean, God, that's how we go viral. That's how we're going to break this internet thing, isn't it? We need more like you, Kelly. Let's let's let Macy Wood and any tell Macy to tell her friends as well. Uh, this guy's on, you know. Let's 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 do it. Let's get this thing going. Claire, what you got, Claire? Uh, hi, Jonathan. Thanks for the amazing service yesterday with my surgery at Asset Hospital. First class. Of, this is a problem. I don't know any Claire. So I've got to work out who Claire Elizabeth is now. That, oh right, that's oh right. <laughs> You're very welcome, Claire. Yesterday, so you? Oh no, no, did declare to? No, it was yesterday. Yes, it was yesterday. Yes. Okay, you're very welcome, Claire. I hope you're all right. I hope you're okay. I'm taking it easy. I'll leave that up for a bit, shall I? They're nice up there at the asset, aren't they? They are very nice. It's a bit of a bit of a um, bit of a trek, but you know, it's 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 nice when you get there. Um, good evening. Hashtag Ask JJ. Loving the ombre beard. <laughs> What's ombre? What's that? I think I need a bit of a trim. Get myself down the bar back. To be honest with you, I haven't been to Barbara in years. My wife does my hair. I do my beard. What do you think? Hmm? Thank you. Claire, yes, I did work. I worked it out, Claire. I worked it out. I worked it out, yeah. Um, right, what we got? What do we get? Uh, why is my scar not suitable for surgery? I know what you're saying. He's done that already. No, I haven't. It's another one. <laughs> Gotta got be honest, quite similar. I think it's another one anyway. It's, it's another person, isn't it? It's quite similar to the quite similar to the first one. Let's get it on Instagram. How's that Instagram? What you say about that? What you got to say about that, guys? Um, I mean, it's quite hard to see a scar, really, isn't it? I'm not really seeing. Evening, Maisie. Nice to see you. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's weird, that, isn't it? Can you believe that? Two eyebrow scars in one week. What are the chances? We should have spaced them out. We should have made... Well, I'm guessing the, the problem... The people people want to know the answers, so we can't space them out. So, yes. Well, it's similar to the last one. It's a, it's it's And I've got to be honest, this one... I mean, the last one was quite red, but this one's not red at all. This one, the, the colour's good, faded nicely. Um there's a little bit of an indentation but um, I think if we revised that we'd give you a red a red fresh scar that would look more obvious than what you've got would it fix the indentation the worry is it might not fix the indentation to be honest with you um, it might not it, you might still have a bit of an indentation uh, and you'd have a fresh scar and it might not be as good as that because actually scar wise it's hard to see to be honest with you I think the people at home will agree with me um that's that's hard to see so um yeah i don't think again i don't think there's anything surgical we could do for that i don't even think there's anything non-surgical for that the last one was a bit active a bit red so maybe non-surgical things like the derma roller and things but this one i'm not sure if anything got anything for that one because it is does look pretty good to me i want to see it in a different way there you go about that huh so uh Back in the room, uh, choose a different asset or stop sharing. Maisie, right, sorry. Um, so yeah, sorry, can't do surgical, anything surgical for those scars. Um, sorry about that, if they were hoping for something surgical. Um, Maisie, currently in hospital after having a thigh lift last night. Look at that. 
We've got Maisie, who is currently in hospital as we speak after having a thigh lift last night. Well, Maisie, take it easy, and I hope you're recovering well. I hope you're all right. Well done. Well done, you. Um, Seely. Oh, two-tone. Oh, is that what ombre? I, I had a feeling that's what my... Probably not as tie-dye. Ah, you're talking about the white bits, Seely. What can you do? Old Father Time catches up with all of us. Two-tone in the hair, what's left of it? What can you do? I'll tell you what you can do, just for men. Hmm? Grecian 2000. That's what you can do, isn't it? Do you do just for men for beards? Not sure. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, hey-ho. Maisie, sore, very sore. Yeah, it is sore, isn't it? I'm tired of, ooh. Keep your legs moving, Maisie. That'd be my advice. Although I don't want to mess with your post-op advice. <laughs> Stick with what your surgeon says. But yeah, it is It is uncomfortable, isn't it? Um, you probably know it's tie-dye. Was that a mighty booth reference? If it was, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Good evening, Nita. Good to see you both. Right. Dark horse is in the house. I've got a scar on the tip of my nose. Is it treatable? Mm. Um, dark horse. Well, the problem with scars, Dark, is that when we do, well, it depends on when you're treatable. So the first thing, Dark, I would say is, do you mind if I call you Dark, um, is time. So less than a year, I probably wouldn't consider anything surgical, but there is non-surgical things, ways you can treat scars. So in terms of non-surgical treatment, number one thing, uh, time, so say time, massage, moisturize, you know, uh, you've got to leave it to heal. So talk to your surgeon or whoever made the scar or whatever, or, or you know, if you had it traumatic, whoever stitched it. But um, I normally leave it to heal pretty well. So leave it six weeks or so to, for it to knit together. And then they're usually pretty red and firm. So get you massaging it, you know, uh, giving it a bit of pressure because they're also quite firm. Um, and that's the main thing. While it's red and active, first three to six months, don't get tan, don't get suntan on it because it'll get pigmented. Um, so that's the first thing. If it's more than a year and you're thinking of scar revision, then you've got to think, what's the problem with it, Dark? You know, what is the problem with it? If it is just the fact you've got a scar on your nose and obviously the tip of your nose is a very cosmetically sensitive area, no one can get rid of it for you. So we can only change it. So if you've got a problem, so if it's stretched, if it's dented, if it's raised, that's it really if it's one of those things there are things maybe we can do so if it's raised we might be able to treat it with some silicone or some steroid injections if it's dented we could consider revising it by cutting out and stitching it out as long as a year's passed um but if it's just the fact that you've got a scar you know you you, you have to make it as good as it's going to get so that's things like moisturizer massage for the majority of scars uh if they persistently red you can consider laser or you could consider some non-surgical things like some cosmetic doctors might help you with like derma roller and things that they propose that they do improve scars. But in my experience, most scars get better on their own. Um, Mighty Boosh. Yeah, it is Boosh, isn't it? Um, Gray Fox, Jonathan, no just for men. No just for men. I you don't think I should use just for men or just for men doesn't work on beards. I don't know. I haven't researched it. 
Grease in 2000. Is that still a thing? Grease in 2000. Is that a, a thing to make your hair dark? Doesn't sound like it. it's a Grecian. Grecian sounds like a bit like real cream. Anyway. Um, um, Liz, what you got? Hashtag ask JJ. Good start. Uh, could I sleep in my bed straight after a tummy tuck or do I need a recliner? Liz, we got a question about that, which I am going to think. Here we go. Liz, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to merge that, if you don't mind, with this question here. I'm struggling to sleep post-tummy tuck procedure. Is there a position you'd recommend I can take tension off my stomach area? Now, obviously, sitting in a chair does take the tension off. So sitting in a chair is actually a good, um, a good position. But, uh, you know, not everyone's got a recliner, have they? So what, uh, and I think people worry, because when you're in hospital, the bed sort of bends up your knee, you know, bends up your legs and sits you up and, and, uh, and takes tension off your tummy. But I would say just go for a go for a lateral position. So lying on your side in the fetal position with your with your legs bent up, that does the same sort of position. So if you've got a recliner, fine. But, uh, you know, obviously you might want to sleep in your own bed. Um, I, you know, it's nice. I don't know about you, but it's nice. I like sleeping in my own bed. Um, so yeah, in the in the fetal position on your side is the is the position that I would recommend. And to be honest with you, most of the time I think people will get your body will naturally get you in that position. If you go to lie in bed, you're not going to lie on your back, you know, flat on your back. Your body will be really uncomfortable. You'll naturally just go onto your side and and curl up. So um, uh, if you have got who who is who's asking this question, Liz? Are you my patient, Liz? It's probably people asking questions. I'm not sure if my patients or not because they always have funny names and things, but if um if so well it doesn't really matter whether you're my patient or not whoever whoever does surgery if they've given you a binder or some kind of support garment that can help so uh that that can help take the take the, you know take a bit of um pressure off it so yeah it's good to wear the support garment but yeah it's on the side in the fetal position as well i'll be going with that what's donatella got what's that what's that little heart couldn't resist a new kiss steady on donatella Steady on, the wife next door, honestly, Donatella, she's gonna, all right, let's get that off, right, um, nice to see you, Donatella, nice to see you, glad you're doing all right, yes, uh, what we got, so we've done the scars, um, oh, here we go, Donatella's got a recliner, Donatella's in, come on, Donatella, recliner is good as you heal for getting up and down, need bed for nighttime sleeping, look at that, that's what we want, the community helping each other, yeah? Community, that's what it's about. Let's get together and let's help each other. Let's give each other, you know. Thank you, Donatella, for chipping in. Jane, what are you doing, Jane? You should be you should be putting your feet up somewhere. Honestly, you had a long day. Huh, haven't you, Jane? You had a long day today. And we both have. I've had a long day as well. We've been there together, haven't we? Um, when can you start sleeping on your side after breast implant? I get this question a lot. I get a lot of people saying to me, when can I start sleeping on my side? And I always say to them, who told you you can't sleep on your side? Who's going out there telling everyone they can't sleep on their side? Because I'll tell you now, Jane, it's not me. I've not told you you can't sleep on your side. So who's told you? Come on. We want names. Let's have a net who told you. So, Jane, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you wear the supportive bra, you can wear sleep on your side tonight. You know, you can sleep on your side fine. 
I think it's more important to, to sleep. Uh, and, and I understand that some people do tell people to sleep, sleep on their back propped up. That, that is a thing people get told that after breast augmentation. And I understand the rationale behind that because there is swelling and sitting propped up will help with the swelling. So there is, you know, it's a sound reasoning for that. But I don't tell people that. So, you know, they probably see someone else telling them someone that and think, oh, I better do it. But I, I, it's not my post-op advice. And the reason it's not my post-op advice is because I think it's more important to, to, to sleep. You know, you have to sleep. And so I would say sleep where you're comfortable. And often a lot of people aren't comfortable when they're sitting up with loads of pillows. So, um, you know, you can if you want sleep with loads of pillows because of gravity and swelling. But I would just say go with what's comfortable. And as long as you wear your post-op bra, um, it's fine to sleep on your side tonight. Uh, absolutely fine. Um, feeling okay. Thumbs up. Good. Good to hear. Charlie, can I just say you're great and my... I'm definitely choosing you to do my surgery now. What? Because of the mighty boost thing. I wouldn't, Charlie, that is not a good um, reason to choose a, a surgeon. Um, I think you better. <laughs> anyway, you can say that. You can say that and I'll take it. I'll take it and I'll run with it. I'm running with it. Good. Well, that's good. Nice to hear. Uh, here we go. What's it? What's, what's Jane got? Jane's read something. What's she read? I read it might possibly move implants thanks for clarifying what might sleeping on your side ah, I think so I don't think I don't think that'll move the implants Jane that means if we put them in wrong we can just say sleep on your side and I push them over now nah, don't worry about that Jane as I say I think the bra is good to wear to uh, give you a bit of support but the other thing Jane again a lot of it's psychological because if we say you don't sleep on your side sleep with your back you know sleep with loads of pillows and all that um what happens when you wake up in the morning you're on your side then you're gonna be all stressed thinking oh my god i've moved my implant oh my god you can't affect your moving around i would say to you take it easy and don't thrash about if you can help it because you know that's not going to help you know don't go to the gym or go running or something like that but you know if you move about in the night a bit you're not going to move much much because you're in you're going to be in a bit of discomfort because you, you know recently post-op but um you know certainly by sleeping on your side i don't think you're going to move the implants jane so not in my book. You want me over Bush or not? Excellent. Uh, my private journey. When, what, oh, sorry, what should I cover my belly button scar with when in the sunshine? My private journey, is it still red and active? Because it's a little bit of time now, isn't it? Um, I mean, if it, I try and hide the belly button scar sort of inside the belly button. So if it's still red and active, then yes, you should cover it with something. I'll tell you what in a minute. But if not, then you don't have to. And then we're just talking about getting a tan on. So so if let's just say it is still a bit red and a bit pinky, maybe color, then uh, what should you cover it with? Well, uh, either high protection sunblock. If you're going to use high protection sunblock, easy for you to say. I'm talking 50 plus. Um, and if you are going to go somewhere sunny, who's it going to get sunny here? Uh, reapply it, um, and um, you know, don't just put it on once, or just cover it with, you know, a, a, a um, not a bikini swimsuit. Is it called a swimsuit? You know, what's it called? A bikini when you when you that's joined in the middle. Yeah, swimsuit, bathing costume. I'm sure it's got a name. Anyway, that uh, swimming swimming attire which covers your abdomen. 
Uh, there you go. Good. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to wear a bikini, if you want to expose your abdomen, then uh, high protection sunblock and, and reapply. Um, so very faint white. So if it's very faint white, you can probably probably be all right. Um, but yeah, it's just while it's red and active, you've got to avoid getting a tan on it. Um, if you're worried, give us a ring, drop us an email, come to the clinic. Well, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Um, next question, please. Can I have the COVID-19 vaccine prior to surgery date? Now, I think this is because we've just had a, an edict. Um, have you noticed how they stopped calling the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine the Oxford vaccine? And it's now the AstraZeneca vaccine. I think they're sort of distancing themselves from it a bit. But anyway, we've had a thing from one of the hospitals to say that you shouldn't have surgery within seven days of having the AstraZeneca vaccine because of the risk of blood clots. Because obviously blood clotting is a risk of surgery, DVT. Uh, and so you don't want to sort of multiply up your risks. So that came through literally days ago, like late last week friday was it last week anyway not that long ago so before then if you were saying you know covid vaccine and all that we say yeah yeah of course no problem so if you've asked that question before and got a different answer well that's because the the the, uh, the advice has just recently changed so that if you have had a vaccine within uh seven days you should avoid having surgery um because it's uh it's potentially gonna increase your risk of uh, of blood clot because um, because surgery gives you risk of that. Here we go, Don Donatella's helping the helping the the, uh, the the community. Here we go, my private journey. Donatella on Facebook says, "I used to cover mine with a sarong, which I moved about regularly, so my tummy still got a tan." Nice. I see what you done there, Donatella. Just move the sarong around so you get yeah clockwise to get an even tan. Nice. That's a pro right there. Um. How long after giving birth can I have a tummy tuck? Good question. Quite a common question, this because obviously people are worried after having uh, children that they might need a tummy tuck. Now, there's a couple of elements to the reasoning for waiting. So the first thing is that your skin may recoil. So your skin is stretched when you when you're pregnant, and it will recoil to a degree. So you obviously want it to recoil maximally before deciding whether you want a tummy tuck or not, because obviously, because you know, if it recoils enough, you might not need a tummy tuck. Or you might need a different kind of tummy tuck. You might, might need a lesser tummy tuck, like a mini, for instance, instead of a full. Uh, so, so the first thing is you have to let everything settle, your tissues settle. Not only that, you've also got a risk of um, clotting immediately postpartum post after delivering a child. And you've also got a small child on, you know, on your hands. Um, so there's several reasons why you should wait for a bit of time. So the minimum amount of time is, I'd, I'd say, is six months minimum amount of time. Um, and to let those tissues uh, settle and, and see where you're going to go. If you find the tissues are still settling and tightening, you might want to wait more. I personally recommend 12 months because the longer the better to let everything settle, but also um, because the your child's a bit older. So with a six-month-old, having a tummy tuck is quite a big deal. I mean, you might have loads of support and stuff, but, um, you know, I normally say 12 months is probably um, better because everything um, will have more of a chance to settle. Although I understand a lot of people are on maternity leave and want to have it done uh, before then. So six months minimum, 12 months is is better. Um, is my advice on that one. If that's okay. 
What's the difference between a fleur de lis and a normal tummy tuck? Well, depends um, what you mean by a normal tummy tuck. I guess, but I guess, I guess what you're talking about there is a full tummy tuck, which is, well, not probably is the most common type of tummy tuck. So there's different types of tummy tuck, and basically the difference is some have more scarring, and therefore they remove more skin. That's the that's the bottom line of body contouring right there. You know, the more scarring, the more skins gets removed. So if you want a minimal scar, arm lift, breast lift, tummy tuck, whatever, you can have one. Um, but facelift, you know, you can have a minimal scar one, but it's going to give you less of a lift. <laughs> That's it, you know, so a le less scar, less lift. So obviously everybody wants less scar. You know, if you could do the same result with less scar, obviously you would do that for everybody, wouldn't you? um get my get my what's this called pop shield pop filter that way so um but less scarring means less uh skin removed so um the, the tummy tuck the least scarring tummy tuck is well i guess the least scarring is liposuction it's not even a tummy tuck but that doesn't remove any skin liposuction so you might still have hanging skin so then you've got a mini tummy tuck which is basically the similar scar to a cesarean um but uh, slightly longer um, and that, that's the only scar, and that just really gets a bulge in your lower abdomen. Then you've got your most common one, which is a full tummy tuck, which is a scar from hip to hip, and also a scar around the belly button. And that takes all of the scar, that really, uh, all the skin from the belly button down, and really tightens, particularly the central abdomen. Doesn't really do anything to the sides, the hips and flanks, but you can combine it with liposuction to, to liposuction those areas. That's, that's your majority of patients who've had children, lost some weight. That's your majority of patients right there, mini tummy tuck, full tummy tuck. The, the the other types of tummy tuck are really for massive weight loss patients, five stone sort of plus, really. You know, big massive weight loss patients who've got an awful lot of excess skin because tummy tuck removes skin in up down direction. So a fleur de lis will also remove skin in an up down as well as a side to side direction, but that will give you a scar down the middle, straight down the middle, as well as your normal tummy tuck scar. So it's an inverted T shaped scar. Can have problems with the healing there because of the T junction, and also it can be unsightly because this scar goes straight down the middle of your abdomen looks like you've had a laparotomy, you know, it looks like you've had a stomach operation, so you can't wear bikinis and things like that. But it does narrow the the the, uh, the, the, the abdomen, abdominal contour side to side, as well as an up-down direction. Um, so that's a, that's the difference, you know, fleur de and a normal. Uh, finally, you've got a circumferential, which goes all the way around, which is one scar around the sides and really all around the back and really helps to tighten the, the back, but also probably more importantly, the sides takes a lot of skin out of the sides, whereas a normal tummy tuck sort of peters out of the sides. So um, yeah, the more scarring is the more um, skin contouring. So uh, here we go, uh, Lisa, and for Lisa liposuction on outer hips and inner thighs, as well as huge skin removal. Lisa, I feel like that's the second part of, a, of something, but I'm not seeing the first part sort of starting with and and four liters of liposuction on outer hips and inner thighs as well as huge skin removal lisa whatever the first bit was that sounds like you've had a lot if that's you that's a lot what, what you've had done there so well done you um not sure if there's a question there or not uh thirdly here we go i'm nervous about my consultation is there anything i need to bring bba so that's a breast augmentation Come on, don't be nervous. What are you what are you gonna 
what are you gonna be nervous about it's just like this let's have a chat i won't be nervous about you the conference consultation be a walk in the park it should be good should be you should be looking forward to it just have a chat talk about all this and that what do you need to bring so what you need to bring is list of questions i like a list of questions write them down get them on the phone whatever um you don't need to bring anything you know what for the first consult uh, the first consultation is often a bit daunting so you can always come back and we do it again if you, if you don't get if you don't get all your questions asked or you you know something crops up afterwards but um yeah list of questions if you have got any particular tops or anything like that you want to bring you can um i wouldn't worry about it too much but sometimes people like wearing certain tops while they try it on the sizes uh sizes are like chicken fillets we put in the, in in um in your in your bra to give you an idea of volume so if, if you wanted to do that you could but um nah, not really don't need to bring anything don't be nervous it's absolute walking apart uh, Lisa, I've come, I've come on as Lisa, not Maisie. Ah, you're Maisie. So you've just had a thigh lift. So you're cross-platform. You're cross-platform. So you had a thigh lift and four litres of liposuction on out hips and inner thighs, as well as huge skin removal. OMG. You've been through it, Lisa May. You have been through it, my girl. Wow. Well, you need to be resting up. Oh, I would suggest. Uh, I have bad anxiety and worried about being examined. Could you please tell me what to expect during my examination to put my mind at ease? I'm not sure what, uh, I'm not sure if this is the same as the BBA one, if this is still BBA. So there's not a lot to to uh, to it, the examination, it, it, whatever, whether it's a BBA or whether it's a tummy tuck or whatever. Let's just say it's a, it's a breast augmentation. So um, the first thing I'd, I'd, I'd say is that unfortunately we have to examine you um, because you you have to, as a surgeon, we have to assess the quality of your tissues. We have to assess the, the shape and the proportion. We have to measure the dimensions of your breast. So unfortunately we can't really give you get anywhere in terms of talking about implant sizes and talking about shapes and talking about planes of the implant without examining you. So it, it is unfortunately a necessary evil. But having said that, it's very quick. We always have a chaperone, a female chaperone with us. And uh, literally um, all I would be doing is I'd be measuring the position of your nipple in relation to your sternum. Not so I get my tape measure out. I've got tape measure in. I'll get your tape measure out. Have one lying around. And um, I would measure that, that that distance, then I measure this distance, then I measure the width of your breast, then I get an idea of the of the um, uh, laxity of your, of your skin and the the uh, subcutaneous covering you've got your upper chest looking for asymmetries between the breasts and that's it then i'm out then i'm gone so it literally takes probably less than a minute you know 30 seconds i, I don't have a channel i always say would well, you think one's bigger than the other and things like that but it's really not nothing to to well i say it's nothing to worry about obviously you are worried about it and it is a daunting thing but you know if it helps we do do it all day, but that, that, I don't know if that helps or not. But uh, I understand how it is, ang ang um, you know, anxiety uh, forming. But it, uh, we try and get it out, out of the way over as quickly as possible. And um, it literally will last less than a minute. And then if it is breast augmentation, then you try and sizes and things. If it's tummy tuck, then I just do a bit of looking at the skin and have you standing up and lying down and 
uh, assess the muscles and you know but again doesn't take long at all probably less than a minute as well um put it like that. How, how come your consultations take so long when it's less than a minute examination maybe it's more than a minute i'm always right over running um look at this they put this question in it's not a question is it i'm happy with my result and want to write a lovely review can you tell me what platform you prefer me to use is google okay is that really a question or are they just is that a real person who said that or anyway if that is a real person thank you yes google is brilliant love google google review is really hard to get reviews on google so google's brilliant facebook you put reviews on facebook i normally say to people how did they find me and if they can put a review on that platform so they found me on facebook fine if they found me on instagram can you put reviews on instagram you can comment can't you it's not really a review well google's a good one anyway yeah yeah, Google and and uh, uh, and Facebook, I guess, are the big ones, aren't they? It's good. I think it's good to put them in third-party places, so places that I can't. Um, uh, what's the word? Sort of adjust, you know, because you worry about control, control, so that people can know that that's you know I can't control it. But anyway, yeah, Google and Facebook's good. Thank you for that. That might have been a setup question. I don't know. Who knows? That's it, guys. We got through it. We did it. Couldn't have done it without your help. I'm talking to you, Instagram, and I'm talking to you, Facebook. I'm talking to you, Maisie, Stroke, Lisa May, uh, double, double platforming. And uh, yeah, well, without further ado, uh, I am going to go and um, carry on my evening, and I suggest you do likewise. So if you've got any questions, please do feel free to text or text message or, um, you know, message me or or yeah, message me. Probably is the main thing. Ring. That's the other thing or whatever. And oh, Faraman. Um, hi, Faraman. So I was, just, I was just doing the sign off. But um, anyway, if you do have any questions, please feel free to get in touch. And I'll be more than happy to do it next week, seven o'clock right here at uh on facebook and instagram and and i will see you then jj signing off thumb that's a big thumb and uh and stop the stream have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag Ask JJ. We'd love to hear from you.